Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve. Welcome back to the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, the finest photo attainment in the world. We are an irreverent look at photography. This podcast, like Aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. Dustin, before we get started with the show, I've got to know one hmm. thing. What are your Give thoughts on Steve. breakfast in bed? Breakfast in bed, now that I have children, one of which sleeps with us, whole other subject right there. Um, I know the feel. I know the feel. (laughs) uh, I am very anti-breakfast in bed because I'm also very Mm anti-laundry, and typically breakfast in bed leads to needing to do laundry. And um, Like all of the sheets, all of the pillowcases, that kind of laundry? Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. So I think what you're trying to get at is, um, Dustin, did you make your wife breakfast in bed for Mother's Day? Um, did you? Because that's uh, an age-old tradition for men to do for their wives, whom are mothers or not mothers even, just a great thing to do for your loved ones every now and again. Um, I did not make breakfast and bring it to her in bed because my wife is a doctor who for whatever reason has the internal alarm clock that gets her up at like 7 a.m on the dot every morning Mm, wow and my alarm clock for whatever reason is like built-in snooze just like that button is just stuck the hell in there is no waking me up your alarm doesn't even go off it just immediately snoozes (laughs) It's amazing exactly. the technology you've come up with. <laughs> it's a it's a psychological technology. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a new era of technology. You open up your iPhone, you set a bunch of alarms, and then before you go to bed, you're like, "I'm not going to wake up anyway," and you just turn them all <laughs> off. So then they're still there, like phantom alarms. So then when somebody asks you later, you're like, "It must have gone off, and I must have snoozed it or uh, dismissed no, it, it because it, it, it is no. showing as up as grayed out, and I did put it in last night." Steve, just to give you an idea how bad that is in all reality and all joking aside, um, my alarm went off the other morning uh, and my daughter, um, my wife's like, Dustin, your alarm's going off. It's time to get up. And my daughter turns to my wife and says, no, mommy, it's only the first time it's gone off. (laughs) Daddy can still go back to sleep. Because she knows I always set two alarms. But those minutes, those minutes between like the first time it goes Mm. off and the second time it goes off, so sweet. So, so sweet. But then, you know what's even good too? When you wake up on that first alarm and it's like, oh my gosh, I just got like 10, 15 extra minutes today. What just happened? How am I awake already? And you get like a whole jump start on the day and your whole day's great. But those those sleeping minutes, very good. So did you make uh, Jennifer breakfast in bed for Mother's Day this year? No, I did not. I planned on doing it, um, but she woke up at the same time as me. So I just made her like brunch, uh, did like a little potato hash or like a fried egg Mm. and some avocado. Yeah. So this is what I did. I went to bed the night before Mm -hmm. thinking, okay, tomorrow's Mother's Day. Um, I am know myself too well. I won't wake up and make my wife breakfast in bed. So you just and took a, two toaster strudels out of the freezer, put them in the toaster and left a note out that said, happy mother's day. <laughs> and Push I this said, down when you myself, wake up. I have no idea what's in our fridge downstairs because I don't do any of the uh, grocery shopping or any of that. So, um, I don't know what the inventory situation looks like, but I do have Grubhub. Nice. So I pre-ordered breakfast to be delivered the following morning 
And um, then I ran downstairs before my wife and I said, let me make you breakfast. Got the Bob Evans from the front porch, took wow. it all out of the plastic trays, put How it on the plate. How long had the Bob Evans been sitting on the front porch? Oh, I timed it. Oh, you timed, timed it, it perfectly. Nice. Minus the fact that the Grubhub guy took it to the wrong house first, got a text from my neighbor saying, did you send us Bob Evans for Mother's Day? Which I quickly said, no, I'll be right over and uh, <laughs> got my food. And uh, uh, I love this. <laughs> Yeah, and I, so I put it all out on the plates and everything, and my wife comes down because I brought my daughter with me to tell her, like, oh, we're making mom breakfast. And my daughter was like, I want to make waffles. And I'm like, shit, I only ordered pancakes. And so then she's, like, super Destroy upset. Destroy Charlie's dreams? But, yeah, because she was like, dreams. no, I want to make mom pan uh, waffles. And I'm like, I only got pancakes because normally nine times out of ten, you kids only eat pancakes. Ah. <sighs> But needless oh, to say, everybody man. ate the pancakes. They were delicious. Mm -hmm. And, and um, they tasted just like you made them. Exactly. Kermit was like, these are the best pancakes you've ever made. I was like, I know. Uh, I made the kids protein pancakes on Mother's Day. Like I did like the whole brunch thing for Jen. And then I went to make the kids pancakes and bacon. Oh, yeah, there's mm -hmm. bacon, too, with that hash and the fried egg and the avocado that I made for Ooh, Jen. Yeah. yeah. Fried avocado. Turkey right. bacon, though. But still, better than nothing. Um <laughs> So, yeah, I made the kids pancakes, and the only thing we had was, like, a protein pancake mix. And, like, they just come out, and they're, like, twice as thick as normal and just dense, incredibly dense. And mm. both of the kids were Didn't able to, to eat one but not two. <laughs> <laughs> now, I wanted to ask you about breakfast in bed, though, because I was thinking about it, and I hate breakfast in bed. I hate it. I'd yeah. much rather have, like, breakfast 30 minutes after I wake up. But, like, the whole thing where, like, a tray comes to you, you are in bed. You are now expected to like wake up, sit up in the bed, balance the tray on your lap and eat. And the worst part of all this is it's first thing when you've first woken up in the morning, you haven't brushed your teeth yet. You still have like all that tooth bacteria. Like how do people eat before they brush their teeth in the morning? Like you just have a foul mouth of bacteria. I brush my teeth. Oh, disgusting. I brush my teeth after breakfast because I don't want to spend you know my day with a how much bacteria grows on your teeth overnight? When you wake up in the morning, you have just like this disgusting, nasty, foul just, just breath to be clear, listeners disgusting out there, mouth. There is a global pandemic going on, and Stephen is worried about his post-sleep mouth stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, I brush first thing in the morning because I don't brush at night. Oh, you can brush at night. <laughs> what? what are you, a monster? Oh, <laughs> uh, Dustin, we got some follow up from last week. Pains, pains me to say this. Uh, Aldrich Mintz from our very own Facebook group wrote in. Uh, there was some confusion. Can we take a quick pause? I want to enjoy this moment. Yeah. There was some confusion. Okay. You asked me a question about oh, shutter speed, and I said no I confusion. didn't really know. <laughs> And then I might have gone on a rant. I'm not certain. Anyway, um, mm -hmm. the important thing is I was very wrong. And um, you were, so I'm sorry, you were what? I was very wrong. Aldrich writes, writes in and he says, double shutter speed to frame rate is the digital equivalent of the 180 degree shutter rule. On cinema cameras that shoot real film, the shutter speed is adjusted in degrees rather than shutter speed in fractions of a second. The 180 degree shutter is equal to twice the frame rate and has become the standard in cinema. It's what the eye is used to seeing in movies. 
The easiest way for photographers to think about this is thinking that at 24 frames per second, you are taking 24 photos. The shutter speed is the same as in photography. You could shoot a pose portrait at 1 50th of a second and not notice a difference. But if you tried to shoot action like a moving speedboat, it will be a complete blur. Same with video. If you are breaking the 180 degree rule filming an interview on a tripod, you probably won't notice anything. But shooting moving subjects, or especially if you are moving the camera like on a gimbal, you're going to get a very angular and choppy look. So, there we go, bud. So, yeah. Boom. Yeah. Blowing us up, Alger. Well, blowing me up. Blowing me up. Yeah, I should have known That's what this. matters. It's, I mean, I went to school for this kind of stuff. I did say that. It's been you like 13 years. That. Well, to be fair, I went to school for digital video, which there's no adjustable frame rates when I was in school in any of the cameras we used. It's something that's completely new to me with DSLRs. Uh, I didn't do any film because I was all I was all about broadcast and commercial advertising, which at the time was all digital stuff. And what we're doing now is not considered digital stuff. It is, but DSLRs allow you to change the shutter speed. I never had that option with any of the cameras I used in school or like in my internships or my first job. So you assume yeah. those cameras had no shutters. No, I just assumed they had a frame rate and you just went off the frame rate. You know, if you didn't have to learn something, you just, it just, why would you, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. was I out there researching what film cameras do when I was only shit shooting on beta cams? No. Did beta cams have the ability to change that? I don't know. Maybe they did. <laughs> Let's not look into this. Okay. <laughs> uh, Steve, would you hand me the shovel back from the hole you just dug for yourself? Please? Absolutely not. <laughs> if I don't okay, have the shovel, how can I dig myself keep out of this digging. hole? Let's do some beer talk. Dustin, mm. what are you drinking tonight? This is a Blackberry Farms Brewery classic Belgian style ale. Classic Belgian style. Classic. I think it's just called classic, which is their Belgian style ale. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Dustin, hey, I do. Steven, what are you oh, drinking you're gonna tonight? Ask me? You're going to ask me? Uh, <laughs> Dustin, like three weeks in a row without asking. Yeah, I know. You've been a straight up jerk. Dustin, I'm double fisting tonight. That's right. Jen opened a bottle of dragon's milk and didn't finish it. But there wasn't very much left in it. So I did bust out this candy crushable from 18th Street Brewery. So I got that New Holland dragon's milk. Beautiful 11% beer. Maybe about like half half a can, half a glass in this one. This is one of Jen's Mother's Day gifts. But she didn't want to finish cool. it all, and she didn't want to like save it till tomorrow because then all the. So does it now become one of your Father's Day gifts? Basically, I'm not getting any Father's Day presents. I bought Jen chocolate. She said, "I do you want some chocolate?" I said, "Sure." That's one gift down. I bought her beer. She said, "Do you want some beer?" That's two gifts down. I bought her plants. She said, "Do you want to look at these beautiful plants in our house?" I said, "Sure." I'm three gifts down now for Father's Day. Boom. Uh, but this candy crushable dude. It's a pale ale with lactose sugar added. It's delicious. 18th Street Brewery is one of my faves here in Indiana. Mine's mine um, as well. New Holland's one of my faves in Michigan. I mean, I guess I'll go ahead and say that. But Dustin, I did want to talk to you about something in the beer talk section this week. 
Dustin, I was reading on a news site. Let's just call it a finance news site. Let's not dig deep into the URL um, at where this came from. Yahoo. Yahoo. (laughs) But AB InBev, that's Anheuser-Busch InBev, warns that the second quarter they're going to be taking a drop. Now, they are the beer company that does own Corona. Virus. Yeah. No. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) We're not saying that. We're not saying that. We're not so going to sully the, the good name. Wait, good? I don't want to say that. Don't don't hold me to that. We're not going to sully the name. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's actually not just Corona. It's three of their biggest brands. Budweiser, Stella Artois, and Corona sales are all down. They expect the revenue from those brands to drop 11% in the first corner, quarter, and they're blaming it on the coronavirus because, uh, as the article postulates, um, the coronavirus is... Affecting people who have uh, like service industry jobs more than people who maybe have white collar jobs, you know, um, people who could work from home. So what they what they postulate is that uh, these people are not buying as much beer anymore because they're maybe out of work. Um, you know, they got laid off or whatever, so they're not buying as much beer. And what is no, what, they, what they're trying what to they're say actually happening is people are buying better beer. Yeah, because they're home. And they're not going to bars with their friends when they're like, oh, I need to get like cheap beer because that's what's on special tonight. Yeah. See, that was my thing, too, when I was looking at this was like during the recession that took place in 2007, 2008, beer, well, alcohol in general was just up like across the board. Sales were up on mm-hmm. all alcohol um, and in alcohol is gener- generally considered one of those things that's recession proof. I think what's happening here is that, uh, yeah, I I think people aren't going out to bars. Also, I think people are maybe buying better beers, like you said, you know? Because if you're home, like, why would why would you go for a Budweiser when you could get a Candy Crushable? It's going to crush you, man. It's going to be it's a great true. Night. I mean, there, there's going to be certain, there's a certain type of person that will always get, mm-hmm. like, the Bush Lights and, yep. like, those super cheap beers. Um and we don't talk to those people. This podcast well, is I mean, not for those people. Look back to the recession, and uh, one of the big winners, like beer wise, after that recession was PBR. PBR was basically like nobody knew what it was anymore when the recession first hit. And then, like, by the time it was out, it was like hipster's favorite beer, you know? And it, you could find <laughs> it in every single bar everywhere. And, like, before the recession, it was like, uh, I think my dad drank PBR when he was a kid, you know? So, yeah. uh, I think, I think they're blaming, they're, they're using the coronavirus as like a way to blame their low beer sales. But I think maybe people just aren't interested in crappy beer. That's watery anymore. That would be what I would put out there mm-hmm. into the world. Um, people, people want good beers, you know, I'm just going to say it. People let the people drink good beers. Maybe it's time to make better beer. Yeah. Let's have a beer revolution. Sam Adams? Is that their tagline? I don't know, man. I feel like it's something like that. Come on. <laughs> oh, uh, let's man, get into man. our topics for tonight, Dustin. Topic um, it up, yeah. Steven. No, I wanted to talk to you about something. There mm-hmm. have been rumors for a very long time that Apple is going to switch from using Intel processors in their computers to using ARM processors. 
and you might be saying to yourself, why are we talking about this on a photography podcast? Especially because, Stephen, ARM stands for Adjustable Rate Mortgage, so I'm not quite sure how a mortgage term... Um, do, you, do I need to take out a mortgage to buy one of these new MacBook Pros? Is that what yeah, that... I think so. <laughs> They're going to be very expensive. Um, so ARM is the type of processor, and like the big competitor, as far as processor chips goes right now, is Intel. Um, so what's happening is... For a while now, uh, like the iPhone, the iPad, like basically every single Android phone, they all run on ARM processors um, because ARM processors are better at like battery management and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. Intel processors were using computers because they're beefier, they, they got more power, they can run things faster, or at least that's how it used to be. And then Apple started uh, making their own ARM processors, their own chips, you know? And uh, they're like, with the tweaks and stuff they're doing to those ARM processors, they're actually making like the fastest mobile devices now. And uh, the thing that's really upsetting is that the newest iPhone, the like iPhone Pro, you know, 11 mm -hmm. Pro, 10 Pro, whatever it is, um, sure. it's, it's faster at single-threaded things than the MacBook Pros are right now. Really? Single-threaded processing. So, like, for pros like us who are going to be doing stuff with, like, Lightroom, maybe Final Cut, maybe Adobe Premiere, you know, stuff like that, that's going to be a lot of multi-threaded processing that goes on, which is why mm -hmm. we would still a lot of need... Selling. Yeah. Why we would still need a computer that can handle, like, has better multi-processor speeds. Um, but it's kind of embarrassing that, like, the newest iPhone is faster, you know, than than like your lower grade iMacs and MacBook Pros. Or is it lower grade or is it higher grade? I don't know. But they're faster than computers. That's the important thing, which is ridiculous because, you know, they're so small and tiny. Um, so Apple has been like rumored they're going to move over to ARM processors, which is huge because like the last time Apple did this was when they moved from PowerPC to Intel. And it meant almost like all of the apps that were made for their computers had to be completely rewritten to run on Intel processors, which means that if the new MacBook Pros have ARM processors, all of the apps that are out right now are going to have to be rewritten to work on ARM processors, or Apple's going to have to build some sort of program that allows you to run like things made for Intel on ARM as like a transitionary thing, and then after a while, they'll phase that out and just every all new apps have to be on ARM. This affects us because this means if we're going to go out and buy new computers sometime in the next year or two, we would, if we're sticking with Apple, want to buy ARM computers because that's going to be the future. Um, all of the apps are going to be running on that. And if you buy something with an Intel processor, you know you're kind of dating it because it it won't last as long as something with an ARM processor. That's why I thought it's a good it was thing I just returned my new up. MacBook Pro. Yeah, it's a good thing you did that. Just now, returned it like, or you have it now, and it's just you have it, or it's gone, it's back, and you're not getting it back. Like you were returning uh, it because it's broken. Where they said I returned you a new one. it. I am not optimistic that they're sending me a new one because it's a refurb, and there are no other identical versions of that in the refurb um shop so i'm not sure what the policy is if they don't have another refurbished version like that i assume they just refund your money and say tough cookies or they just you know 
throw throw one together you know they got they got some spare parts and pieces lying around what's what's the big thing that makes yours so different the the ssd Uh, it's fully fully loaded the ssd or what is it yeah it's a well it wasn't completely fully loaded but pretty close two terabyte ssd 32 gigs of ram and then the fastest most powerful processor they offered for the macbook pro series yeah so if they have anything in the refurbs shop that has that fastest most powerful processor then they just they don't even currently have the ram and ssd in the refurb oh, shop. Oh, man, is a 16-inch? Nice. Yes. So yes, jealous. sir. So jealous. It's supposed to be yeah, an amazing com- computer. Yeah, it was for the 10 days I had it. Nice, nice, nice. Sorry, bud. Lightroom was so, so fast, fast for 30 minutes at a time, and then it would shut down the entire exactly. <laughs> i'm glad they at least took the computer it's back nice. you know because you made it sound like they might not they they were telling you to uninstall your software and then reinstall yeah, i did it, all so. that i did yeah. all that oh wow so they wasted a lot of your time that's great to know that's why i was like hopefully they wasted probably all together like four to five hours of my maybe even six hours of my time mm-hmm. i would think they could at least just give me like a new computer at the refurb price <laughs> they might do that I've heard we'll many see. stories about Apple doing stuff like that before. I hope they do for your sake, buddy. I'm going to call tomorrow and see what's going on. All righty. Dustin, I got another thing for you. So mm-hmm. not all wedding photographers are spending their time in quarantine the same way. Uh, most wedding not photographers all quarantines are, are the same. Not all quarantines are the same. Most wedding photographers we know are stressing out about the shoot and share contest right now. And uh, as far as I can see from the Facebook group for shoot and share, it's a lot of people talking about how they're letting their three-year-old vote on photos and stuff. And Isn't that what it's for? Yeah. I'm very glad I didn't, didn't even submit a single thing this year. I feel like mentally healthier because I didn't. How do you feel? Did you submit anything? I didn't. I didn't even know what was going on. That's what I love to hear, buddy. I love it. I love it so much. Oh, my gosh. I've seen so many people sweating it out, too, talking about how, like, oh, my gosh, I don't know if any of my photos made it to the new round. I'm just waiting to see if I get a heart, and I'm in, like, panic mode until I do. And it's like, just relax. Like, it's it's panic just a contest. Mode or pandemic mode. Pandemic mode. Well, yeah. It's like your mental health is already destroyed enough. Like, why do we want this? Why do we want this mm-hmm. quarantine, this whatever's going on in your state, your country? Uh, why do we want to put the this contest that's meaningless and does nothing for you on top of that? Who knows? Anyway, um, one wedding photographer decided to do something very useful with their time. Mm-hmm. They took an Go online on. archaeology class. Mm. And while in this online archaeology class, Dustin, guess what they did? They may have discovered another Stonehenge-like structure. Really? Where? Uh, Ohio? Yeah, in Ohio. That's that's right. <laughs> that's where all the henges, the famous henges, are built. The, the, it's the stone ones, you know, mm-hmm. um, in Ohio. Similar to the coal henges of West Virginia. Yeah. So apparently um, this wedding photographer was going through uh, satellite images of the earth, found something that looked kind of like a circular formation um, of like brownness, Uh, like like the the plant life was like brown, which is kind of like how they can tell that there might be something going on, looked at like a different sort of imaging thing that wasn't like, you know, the actual plant life. It wasn't like an actual picture, you know, it was like some sort of weird imaging thing that can tell like what's under 
elevation levels or what's under the ground. I don't know, man. I'm not a, I'm not an archaeology student. I don't know how what this is. But when should they looked at class. the other one, it was uh, <laughs> I should have. When they looked at the other one, it was like even more like, oh my gosh, it is a circle. It looks like a henge. So um, I just thought that was really the cool. Old henge circle. Yeah, yeah, the old henge circle. So. I just thought it was really cool because like all the articles and headlines I saw about it were wedding photographer discovers. It was like, oh, we are worth something oh. in this world. <laughs> just not worth anything we when it comes to Google photos <laughs> for weddings. Yeah. We're good at like looking at images. We could all be analysts somewhere. <laughs> if you're from the CIA and you're listening, hit me and Dustin <laughs> up, you know. Looking for employment? Yeah. I read all of those Jack Ryan books when I was a kid. You know how we do. Tom Clancy in this his house. I watched all the Amazon Prime episodes. Those are good, dude. Those are good. Amazon Prime. Got some really good stuff on it. Dustin. Speaking of being visual people as wedding photographers, Mm -hmm. I got my hair cut today. Uh, First time kind of venturing out in public for the most part and being in a post-quarantine world. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Does Corinne want us to send cards to the funeral, flowers, or does she want us to um, just donate to a charity of your choice? What charity of your choice would that be? Church of McKibben is uh, preferable. Mm -hmm. And that's Uh, the one for people with the uh, explosive diarrhea. The people who take people with explosive diarrhea to third world countries. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I but, feel like that story goes two ways. I feel like there was more than one person <laughs> with diarrhea in that country. You'd like to know. <laughs> uh, got my got my haircut today, and everyone, of course, you know, we're all wearing masks, and didn't realize how reliant I am on seeing people's lips to fully engage with conversation, and um, it's just something <laughs> <that> I think. <laughs> What? I'm sorry, are you talking? I couldn't see your lips moving. <laughs> That's how I felt. It's like like the uh, hairstylist had like a mask on that was covered in cats. And so I just found myself just enamored by the cats the whole time. <laughs> and I just was like zoning out of our conversation because I'm just like, is that cat chasing the other cat? Or is the cat running from that? Or like, are they playing with each? And it was just like, I was just getting lost, Steve. And I just, we're very visual people and we get really easily sidetracked with visual stimuli, especially when you haven't really been out in public. I don't feel like that has anything to do with being a photographer. I feel like there's something else that would sum that up. Maybe like, uh, what is it called? ADD, ADHD, something like that. I believe that's just known as being a photographer. Attention deficit disorder, attention deficit hyperactivity disorders. One of those, right? Uh, maybe that's what makes us such great photographers though steve is because oh, cause we, we all have it yeah and yeah. we just notice so mm-hmm. we notice things at like a faster frame rate than the average person because our brains operate like we're on cocaine i mean i will say this i cannot i cannot hold a conversation with somebody in a restaurant with tvs oh me either it makes not Jen just so not just angry. restaurants but anywhere Anywhere with the TV. It doesn't matter if the TV's on or off. I'm just staring at the TV. I love that glass. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I just pull my iPhone out, even after the battery's dead, and I just stare into the blackness. <laughs> it's, you're so creative. You start imagining what shows or videos could I be I could be watching. That would be more interesting than the conversation I'm having. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. 
No, I just, uh, oh man, it is so hard for me to pay attention when there's like flashing lights or anything moving around around me. Like I'm constantly like swiveling my head. Yeah, no, I get that. But that has nothing to do with being a photographer. (laughs) It has everything to do with it. It has nothing to do with it. Keep lying to yourself about that. I always do, Steve. I always do. Yeah. (laughs) I I I did want to say. Have you tried talking um, to anyone with a mask yet? Yeah, dude. If I've had to go to like the grocery store. I went uh, to the grocery, to the grocery store, store the other yeah. day and 75% of the people there were wearing masks. And I was like, you know, Indiana might be dumb enough to reopen when they really, really shouldn't. Uh, but at least like the people who live here seem to be like, oh, I'm going to wear a mask and I'm going to stay six feet apart from everybody. And I'm going to yell at people who get too close to me. Like, that's what I love. That's what I love. Indiana's supposed to be like this nice, polite place where like people just push you over. And uh, that's not happening right now. You know, people are like, hey, 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 you need to move back. You need to move back. You know, I like it. Mm, yeah. It makes me feel like I'm in New York. It's wonderful. <laughs> Well, did you hear about the ice cream shop in Massachusetts that reopened over the weekend? And uh, it, they said that it was like prison had just opened the gates. People were lined up around the block to come inside this little mm-hmm. hole-in-the-wall ice cream parlor. That they had, The owner said that people were being so rude to the people who worked there that he just, after the first few hours, he just closed the doors and locked them. Wow. There was a restaurant that opened in Castle Rock in Colorado. Colorado is still on a all businesses have to be shut down sort of thing. Restaurants are able to do carry out, uh, you know, orders and that's it. Um, and this restaurant in Castle Rock opened up and was just like, hey, come, come sit down, have a Mother's Day meal with us. And uh, they are now wow. shut down. <laughs> Forever? Yeah, like the Colorado Board of Health or Health Department or whatever said that they were in violation and they were actually causing more harm to the public um, than they were helping, you know, mental health-wise or whatever, I guess. And uh, they shut them down for, I think it's a minimum 30 days or something like that. So just unable to do, like, carry out now because uh, we we can't trust you health regulation wise what, what what's like the health inspectors who go to food places called it's that department food safety yeah. i don't know yeah health department i think yeah cool we all <laughs> we all knew what i was talking about we, we're all people here yeah uh, oh dustin i wanted to talk to you about a weird rant i saw in a random facebook group tell me about I feel it like i'm gonna keep this person's name anonymous uh Let's they said them pablo morning all pablo here i guess pablo really that's what you want to go with okay. escobar really escobar <laughs> been watching a lot of netflix <laughs> all right morning all some of the work i see is absolutely amazing I'm going to, everything that's in quotations, I'm going to say with like that weird voice. So some of the work I see is absolutely amazing. And I know this has taken many years of experience to achieve what some of you guys regard as perfect. But you all probably started photography with either a point and shoot or a cropped camera. It seems a lot of photographers are hiding their actual photography skills with Lightroom and Photoshop and this strange obsession of presets. Instead of saying your photos look amazing, it should be you're really good at Lightroom and Photoshop. Is this to compensate for 
poor photography skills. Has anyone got real photos without much, if at all, any editing? Or do we all live in a world where every woman is a size 10 and men have great abs with sun-kissed skin? I understand you guys regard this as art, but there is only so much glitter we can put on it until it looks a little overdone and no longer becomes natural. Dustin, how does that make you feel? I just want to know why he keeps looking at photos of me. (laughs) That's, I feel like he's stalking me. Yeah. First thing I thought of, but, Mm -hmm. um, I'd like to see Pablo's photos. Dustin is a size 10 woman, just like he said. (laughs) Full of glitter. Yeah. With great abs that are sun-kissed with... In skin that's sun-kissed, I mean, yeah. Just my just my abs are sun-kissed. The, the rest, rest is pale. It's <laughs> a good, clean, pale ale. Dustin actually goes out, and he just he puts sunscreen everywhere. And then he also puts on, like, a long-sleeve shirt, a mask, sunglasses, a hat, pants. And then he has, like, a shirt that he's cut the abs out of so he can just oh, tan the abs. You're talking about tanning, like, sun-kissed. I think I mean, like, sun-kissed. Like the orange pop. <laughs> like somebody's just like squeezing sun-kissed oranges. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Just pouring sun-kissed oranges on me. <laughs> Better yet, just pour some Sunny D on you, you know? <laughs> mm, I used to live on that. I have a feeling I'm going to live forever because that's all I drank growing up. Yeah, you know, a orange beverage. An orange juice-like beverage. That and Yoo-Hoo. <laughs> I will live forever. Oh, man. So I wanted to bring this up because I just thought it was so weird. It's obviously somebody who's very upset and disappointed mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and maybe a little bit jealous of other people's works, other people's work. And it just seemed weird to me that they were like, you all probably started photography with either a point-and-shoot or a cropped camera. And now you all use Lightroom and Photoshop. And it's like, does this person not understand that, like, you can lose, use Lightroom and Photoshop if you're taking photos with a point and shoot or a cropped camera? Like, having a full frame camera or a medium format camera has nothing to do <laughs> with whether or not you use Lightroom and Photoshop. It just seems so weird. You can use so Lightroom weird. with your iPhone photos. Yeah. So, Dustin, how often do you take <laughs> your iPhone photos into Lightroom? This is all what I wanted to get around to talking to you about. <laughs> Never. Never. Um, never. Um, I am too lazy. Uh, I find that the little pre-built-in editing in the iPhone itself is fine Fine with me. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Perfection. I do want to play with... I have an iPad Pro now. Mm-hmm. And I do think on my to-do list is to play with... Uh, Lightroom, like the cloud version. Mm-hmm. And with some of the real estate stuff I do, trying to play with maybe put it going from camera to iPad, editing right on the iPad, and seeing if that's a feasible workflow or not. From camera to iPad? Isn't that what Aaron Nay said he did when he was in Alaska when he was on our show? Sounds right. At the wedding he was at in Denali? Mm-hmm. I'm just throwing out words now. I he he did shoot in Alaska though, a wedding. Yes, he shot one wedding, his only wedding. But I mean, he was Alaska. just a guest. He wasn't like there as a photographer. 
but he brought his I'm camera. I'm pretty sure he shot, edited, and then like delivered them an iPad as like their gift or something. Mm. Shot with his camera, Wi-Fi to his iPad, delivered that night. Did I ever tell you Jen shot a wedding with the iPhone? iPhone 10 Pro. Mm-hmm. And then I never heard anything. Yeah. Um, so Jen shot a whole wedding with an iPhone and edited everything in Lightroom and delivered it 30 minutes after we left the wedding. Like on the drive home, she edited everything in Lightroom and then uh, uploaded to pass and delivered. It's crazy. Crazy fast. And what did the couple think? They loved it. Cool. I don't think they could tell the difference between those photos and the <laughs> photos that we took with real cameras. <laughs> did she shoot it with uh, just like the native camera app or did she native use camera app, kind of... portrait mode? Um, it was the iPhone 10 pro. So she was uh, like two X the whole time. She mentions that like, uh, uh, we haven't talked about this on the podcast, but like that uh, video she made that went like up on Petapixel and a bunch of other blogs last week that Jen did. I mean, technically, mm-hmm, it's a mm-hmm. video Jen and I made. I shot and edited the whole thing, but you did it. She all. was yep. the talent. No, she was the talent. She brought all the, all the real information. Um, but like when when she's shooting with her iPhone 10 Pro, is that what it's called? Jeez, why do I not know this? Why am I like blanking I think it's on the this iPhone time? X? Yeah, Pro. Yeah, the X Pro, X Pro. Um, but she shoots at two X the whole time because um, the compression she just finds looks more like what she would want out of like a camera that she was shooting with because we, we don't shoot wide very often we're usually like 50 50 millimeters maybe 35 is our widest on a wedding day so you're like 50 all day long yeah yeah i don't i don't i don't jen and i don't really go to 35 for like portraits very often i know a lot of other photographers do and they like it but we're typically 50 50 or more Throughout portraits. Yeah, I go, yeah, I go the other way. I'm like, mm, 85, 135, 200. Yeah, I like that, man. I 500, like 500, social distancing to the extreme. Oh, man. That reminds me. I got a Jen did like a senior shoot because like now photographers can technically, you know, get out there and work again as long Supposedly. as you're shooting outside and staying six to 10 feet away. So we had a senior session that contacted us that really wanted to shoot. And so she went and shot it the other day. And uh, shot like you know further away than we normally would. I still have uh, yet to <laughs> pick any of the cool the photos for her like I normally do. Quarantine's making it really hard to like focus and do work like I normally would. Um, Trust me, I've got like yeah. five wedding albums I need to make. But and I get that email from the couple and they're like, "So just wanted to check in because we have more time. If we need to pick less photos, let us know." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, it's looking so good. I've just got to like finesse the design." I'm like, "Grand, I need to go uh, make this wedding album real quick, real quick." We've had stuff like that happen before. Hey, are our photos done yet? Yeah, no, they'll be over in like a few hours. Don't worry about it. And then, you know, quick run memory cards into the computer. <laughs> oh, gosh. I hope the memories, <laughs> I hope their memories were already saved and backed up before that. But yeah, basically. Um, Dustin. Jen, hurry to the, com- to the store. We must buy a laptop to edit these. Dustin, let's talk about one of those weird emails that we got. And then we'll do some <gasps> QA. You want to do a weird email? I love weird emails, Steven. Do you want to pick one out? You want to pick one out and read it, buddy? Mmm. Mmm. My favorite one, mm-hmm. Miss Amanda Grant. Amanda Grant? Ooh. Yeah. 
Amanda Grant wrote us asking this. They could have done like Amanda hugging kiss or something cool. Like, I'm sorry. I just, I assume these people are fakes, but. <laughs> no, no. Amanda Grant, real photographer based out of Missouri. Amanda Grant, keeping the seed life spicy in the off season. Oh, so is this like a plant? That's is this like a plant mom trying to get like the, some cilantro growing out in the, uh, mm. some peppers, some jalapenos, some habaneros in her, mm-hmm. in her box garden and uh, just having trouble keeping up with like garden. the, uh, all about the box garden. <laughs> having some trouble keeping up with keeping, keeping that box wet during, during uh, mm-hmm. the, the photography I season. I assume this email might be about, our our opinions on irrigation. Yeah. I don't know. So the email Moisture goes as farming. following. Mm-hmm. THX 135. <laughs> Steven, keep it together. Drink your m- milk. My husband and I are struggling to keep the sex life going in the off season. All right, what does this have it's, to do with gardening and seeds? I'm getting to it, Steven. I'm getting to it. It's just that he's so sexy. Oh, baby. When oh, baby. Has he got those sun-kissed abs? No, Dustin. D- d- Dustin. 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 season Dustin. Does he got those sun-kissed abs? Is he pouring Sunny D on his abs? He's pouring Tropicana on them abs, all right, Steven. All right, so pick it back up. Um, my husband and I are from there. <laughs> the beginning. <laughs> from the beginning. My husband and I are struggling to keep the sex life going in this off season. It's just that he's so sexy when we're working and we're shooting and we're making money in the off season when we don't have as much going on and plenty of time for sex. There's just no interest. How do photographers keep the spark alive in the slower times Rutherford, would you look at the calendar? How many how many hours do we have today blocked off for sex? Oh, 13, Rutherford. Thir- 13. <laughs> 13 hours blocked off for sex. Oh, thank you, Rutherford. Um, could we cut that down to zero though? Um <laughs> I need to watch this creative live video. <laughs> it's it's Gary Hughes. <laughs> That would keep your sex life going, buddy. <laughs> oh, man. I was just listening to their podcast the other day. And uh, no, no. Get back to our podcast. We're, right. we're making Sorry. our own podcast. Okay. You were listening to their podcast. And what happened? Well, I was thinking in my mind about Boo Ray talking about his class in college about um, the way you pause with inflections that when you read. And so I was thinking about when I read that, I could hear him in my head. And I was like, if I pause at different spots, this completely changes the meaning of things. If I pause at different spots. A well-timed pause changes everything, Stephen. A well-timed pause changes everything. Um, So, Dustin, how do you keep a spark alive in the slow times? 
Well, I mean, look at me, Stephen. I'm having my third back-to-back child in the off-season. Um, I think wow. uh, anyone's, wow. anyone's an expert here. Wow. They call me Sparkles. That's how spark alive are you we are Are you taking here. a pot shot at me right now? Because I only have two children? Because I only have two children? Are you saying I'm not sexy in the slow times? Is that what you're saying to me right now? <laughs> Just saying you might be slow in the sexy times is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, that is true. I do like to take it very slow. Let's take it down to the slow jams. Hey, it's me, <laughs> Steve. And I'm A well here box. for the sex. And ladies and gentlemen, is that not this working is why for me? Stephen has two kids. <laughs> oh man, if that was my game, if that was if that was my game, I would have zero kids and zero wives. <laughs> In that order? Uh, yeah, probably. Zero wife, zero kids. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You don't have to have a wife to have kids, Dustin. So, Stephen, I need you to answer Amanda Grant's question then, since you are such a slow jam expert. What does one do to keep the spark, the sparkle alive in the off season? Well, I think I could say, and I think Jen would back me up 100% on this. She'd back you up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, she, um, it's all about backing it up, you know? <laughs> You gotta, you gotta, you gotta work it. You gotta work, work what your mama gave you. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, you know, and, mm-hmm. and by what your mama gave you, I mean that ass. Um, you know, you get, you gotta keep that ass clapping in the slow times. Mm-hmm. You gotta keep that booty popping. Uh, booty popping. Uh, yeah. Or, or, or what you could do, just keep pretending to shoot. Oh. So you don't have any weddings, so pretend weddings. Um, maybe you get, you pretend <laughs> to keep shooting and pretend to keep having sex. And if you fake it long enough, you will make it. You got to fake it till you make it, baby. I think you're overcomplicating this, Steve. Why don't you just run some coupons for off-season sex? Just so you actually keep shooting in the off-season that way your sex life stays alive because you only seem to be stimulated by wealth. Mm. Uh, or what if, what does. if, what if, uh, is it that they're stimulated by wealth or is it that they're stimulated by working, you know, or financial stability? Yeah. Maybe, maybe in that off season, you just, uh, you, you work on, on the house. You, you do some woodworking, you know, maybe, maybe that's, that's what gets it going. You do some woodworking in your free time. What do you, what do you woodwork over there, Dustin? What what you working with? What what kind of wood are you working with? How do you work on your wood? Tell me oak. about your wood. I've got three oaks coming. How how long? Uh, how many four inches? To five tell, feet. Tell, no, four to five feet. It's a big oak. Mm-hmm. I actually just bought two lilac trees as well. Oh wow! They're in bloom. I was trying to set you up for like a penis size joke, but yeah, let's talk about the trees coming to your house. That sounds more fun. So, um, you got lilac trees coming, you got some oak coming. Uh, what, what else are you doing landscaping wise around the house? Is that what keeps Uh, things going with you and Corinne? Like she sees you out there working in the yard, shoveling the dirt, Mm, coming inside mm. all dirty. This is is what Corinne's all about right here. 
fresh haircut. haircut. <laughs> fresh haircut. I know that's not true because if that were true, we wouldn't be podcasting tonight. <laughs> oh, let that sink in for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. How's that feel? How's that feel? <laughs> Uh, today was also Corinne's first day back at work, so she mm. is incredibly exhausted. So she was looking sexy. She's back at work now. She's making that money now. She's the sexy one. Is that what you're trying uh, to tell me? She was still making that money. She was always <laughs> making that money during quarantine. <laughs> Just seeing patients over Zoom versus seeing them in real life. Zoom, Zoom. Zoom, Zoom. Who's the parent company of Zoom? Because really want to go back in time and invest their startup money. That's it. Like the Zoom no. is the company. Zoom is the company. There's no. There's no parent company. They are there the company. There seems to be a, a uh, debate between me and a few other photographers. Excuse me. Me and a few buds. Buddies. Is Zoom that does the digital video conferencing thing? Is Zoom the same company that does like the H4Ns and the microphones? And is it the logo looks the same? No. Two I different do companies. Do not believe so. No. I'm pretty certain they're different companies. Because that feels like they're pretty connected. There's no way they're the same company. Uh, I don't know. I kind of have a lot of money writing on that they are. Zoom Video Communications is a software company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Zoom Corporation, Zoom NA, is a Japanese audio company that is distributed in the U.S. under the name Zoom North America. That's what NA stands for. Um, whereas Zoom video conferencing is just software, buddy. Sorry. Oh, man, I hope you didn't bet big with your friends. Zoom Video Communications Incorporated. That's the full name of Zoom. It's an American communications technology company headquartered in San Jose, California. Just didn't want to have to do any follow-up. That's why I took the time to Google that and Wikipedia it. I still feel like there's a link. They both watched Mazda commercials when they were younger. <laughs> we're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Zoom, zoom. zoom, <laughs> that's, zoom. that's what I'm talking about. And so the, mm. the audio company, obviously, they took the first Zoom from the Zoom, Zoom. And the um, software company took the second Zoom uh, because the software company's younger. Hasn't been around as long. Apparently. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, Apparently. yeah. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> This okay. is this is boring. Let's let's move on. You lost that bet, and you owe your friends money. I assume how much money was riding on that? That's 10, interesting. 10000 Wow. Wow. Ten thousand. What? What? Uh, what would you bet? Monies? Monies? Dollars? And jobs. <laughs> what? <laughs> and jobs? What? oh gosh oh Oh, Stephen. uh hey dustin do you want to read us a five-star review and then we'll go do some q a five star buddy sanitary joshua wrote in that i don't know who sanitary joshua is that sounds like a good person somebody i might um play video games with somebody i might have gone to high school with somebody who might have gone by the name sanitary nintendo when i wrote a blog with them in high school i mean if i had to guess that's what i would say uh but i don't know who sanitary joshua is hold on 
upon a little bit of research, it looks like it's somebody from San Fernando Valley, California. Oh, damn it. So um, it's none of those sorry. things? Damn it. Hope you didn't make a bet on that or anything. I did. Um, I, I bet 10,000 jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Always happen to listen. Always happy to listen to a podcast from my home state. Indiana podcast with an Indiana beer with an Indiana man. You can tell a lot of time and effort goes into it. Probably by Dustin. Listening makes me feel like I have some semblance of what's going on in the photography world, which is a welcome change for me. It feels like it feels like it feels like some things were added into that review. <laughs> I'm just I'm just gonna throw that out there. Um, I might have taken some artistic liberties. Let's do some Q and A, bud. Let's do some Q&A. But, but Steve. It feels like we've been in quarantine long enough that the questions are no longer quarantine related. Like people don't have questions about quarantine anymore. Now, let's do some quarantine related questions. <laughs> Haley from a random Facebook group says, so I have a bride who is extremely upset with me for not photographing her intimate wedding today of 10 people including me and the pastor. I transferred what they already paid for the full wedding day to November, which was their new date for the big event. Our stay-at-home orders were extended to April 30th. So this was asked before April 30th. Wow, we can't help them anymore. It's past the helping time. I told them, bride, wedding planner, and bride's mom, if they got extended, I would not legally be able to photograph the wedding. The day they extended the orders, I immediately emailed the wedding planner that I wasn't going to be able to shoot. The wedding planner then made a blanket announcement to everyone involved. I didn't hear from the bride for several days until today, when I decided to wish her a happy wedding day and tell her how sorry I was that I couldn't photograph it. She came back with how upset she was she got left without a photographer the week before her wedding. I was so heartbroken with how angry she was with me that I just told her if she decided she didn't want me for November anymore, that I would refund the deposit she's already paid. And I apologize again. I guess I'm looking for advice on how others would handle this because I thought I was going to make it through the entire pandemic without upsetting anyone, but I was wrong. Never, uh, you know what they say, can't dig up a field without, uh, Picking up a few rocks. I still got my shovel. If we're talking about digging from from the follow up earlier, I I, I can help mm-hmm. dig. I could, I could dig this mm-hmm. this person out. Go for it. Yeah. 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 Uh, mm-hmm. Haley, um, just you know, maybe you shoot that bride a quick text and just be like, mm, even if you did want me to shoot your wedding in November, I don't want to shoot it anymore because you're petty and you're terrible, and you expected me to work when we had a stay-at-home order and I legally wasn't allowed to work. You could have ruined my business. I could have lost my ability to work in the state in the future because of how terrible you are. Thanks. Bye. If I could leave a review for my clients, I would leave you a one-star review. And that'd be one star out of like a hundred because that's how terrible you are. Haley, I want want you to never talk like that again, please. Dustin, I don't know Uh, what you're talking about because I talk like this literally literally oh my gosh someone's been watching too much Shit's creek um <laughs> steven uh <clears throat> wow so Haley, this is probably the easiest thing ever 
um, solution-wise that I've ever yeah, come across I with already, the question. I already gave the solution. Really, you heard really it here simple. from me. From me. Ask for payment, I got, no, payment I got in it. full. <laughs> Haley, payment in full. Make sure, though, in your contract it states that if you are asked to do something illegal and you are prevented to do so, um, you don't have to give any kind of a refund, then just message the bride on the day of the wedding, hey, I'm using my one phone call to call you from jail. Um, I'm so sorry I can't make it. And then just go back to bed, Haley. Just go back to bed. Uh, The mistake you made, Haley, was sending a text to your bride on the wedding day and saying, I hope you're having a great wedding day. Wish I could be there. Um, What you should have done was send her a text on the wedding day and be like, I just talked to the police. They are coming to your wedding. I'm so sorry. All I did was ask if I could photograph it legally. And they asked me for the time, the location, the date, the names of the people involved. Um, so you guys you guys better hightail it out of there. <laughs> you know? That's one way to get a bad review. Yeah. You, um, no, 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 no. How are you going to get a bad review? You're keeping them from getting arrested by giving them the deets that they can't go through with this ahead of time. So that's like a buddy coming to a party that he knows is going to have weed and just saying like, hey, man, uh, just let me, can I hit that real quick? By the way, my dad, who's a cop, is coming to pick me up in like five minutes. Might have said there was going to be pot. He said he was bringing some friends. Oh, I'm, sorry, friends I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Cops, that would be more way. like a buddy coming to the party and being like, oh, my dad, who is a cop, will be here in 10 minutes, so we can't smoke any weed after everybody else has been smoking weed for, like, the last hour. But I would love to smoke some weed with you in November. You know what I'm talking about. And then pieces out. Exactly. <laughs> Let's round up in November and I'll smoke some fat blunts together. 1120. I love ripping the cotton. Do you love ripping that cotton? The new 420. Do you do you vape that weed? Do you vape it? I put it in my vaporescent. Is that, is that what it's called? Yeah, it's called a vaporescent. You nailed it. Got it in one. I'm so proud of you, buddy. You're so hip with the weed. That's what they tell me. PBR and weeds. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Manzek from our very own Facebook group says, my reaction when I see this post, um, Mm. hell no. We won't touch a wedding in our market for under $2,000. Every other photog's reaction, and this is him exaggerating, OMG, I'd love to talk to them, please, Satan. Send my website over. We all started somewhere, but damn. The devaluing of the wedding photography is real. <laughs> this feels like working for exposure, but with a small cash bonus kicker. Laughing so hard, I'm crying, and I've like tipped on my side emoji. So this begs the question, how gorgeous would the couple have to be for you to agree to shoot their wedding for roughly 1K? Boom. Dun, 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 dun. How gorgeous, buddy. Um, it wouldn't really matter to me. I, they could be any level of gorgeousness. It's all about the insides. So how gorgeous their insides have to be, buddy? Diamond, diamond laced. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
but that's where I do when I see those. So what uh, Christopher is referencing is throughout numerous wedding photographer Facebook groups, there's always somebody that says like, hey, man, like my Instagram friend is like getting married in like Salt Lake City. But she only has a budget of like nine hundred dollars. Uh, comment your Facebook or your website if you would be interested, and then you'll get like hundreds or thousands of people who like flock and say like, "Oh my gosh, I'm available on that prime Saturday in June for under a thousand dollars," and um, and I think he's uh, frustrated with the m- amount of people who would shoot weddings for under that amount. And, but what I would like to do is flip the coin. And I mean, I know right after I got out of college to make like a thousand dollars on a Saturday, right out of school, it's mm. good money. Mm. I'm just out of school. Seven mm. hours on a Saturday, making a grand. Oh, baby. Mm. Rolling around in that money. I'd have them give it to me in ones, and I'd roll all up and down I'd my have staircase. Them, I'd have them give it to me in quarters and just, you know, <laughs> throw them all at me. Oh, I like the pain. Put them in a dirty gym sock and beat me with them. Oh, yeah. It's going to feel so good. Um, so Christopher, in his post on Facebook, I included, included a link for you, Dustin. Uh, he actually has a screenshot, and it says, Referral. Wonderful copy. Jeez, how drunk am wonderful I? Wonderful puppy? Wonderful, wonderful puppy? Wonderful couple. Just had their wedding photographer back out last minute and need a replacement. The date is 5 16 20. Oh, oh. <laughs> That's this weekend, bud. That's this week. How Let's about do it? it? How Put about us down. it? 5 16 2020. Budget roughly $1,000. Super sweet and gorgeous. You will love them in your pro. I'm sorry, what? I would do it with my iPhone. Yeah, I got to get it done. You will love them in your portfolio, and they will be wildly grateful. I'm already booked in parentheses. They're looking for a style similar to mine. So that was a referral. Uh, Dustin, you pull this link up, or are you just sitting over there doing nothing? Okay, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do this. Uh, got a few, got re- few replies in the Facebook group. Um, Stephanie Sanju says... Can I use the f bomb on on the podcast? I know we've been like steering away from it, but can I use the f bomb? Why not? Stephanie Sanju says, "Fuck, gorgeous! I want money." I like the uh, Morgan Roberts. They can come mow my lawn for a couple years and <laughs> pay me a thousand dollars. Then I'll shoot their wedding. Um, Dustin, uh, we've been over this. Morgan's from Australia. He likes it when you do Australian accents when you read anything he writes. So um, give me Stephen, that Australian. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Stephen. <clears throat> One moment, please, while I transition to my Aussie. Let me get the fosters out. <clears throat> Hold on. I got to goggle with some sand. Good day, mate. Good day, mate. <laughs> Hello. Hello. They can come mow my lawn for a couple of years and pay me a thousand crude mud patties and I'll shoot their wedding. Blimey. <laughs> These cracky bastards. Damn it, the crocodile's in my lawn again. Uh, see, I lost it. I can't keep it that long. The crocodile's in my lawn again. Call the butler. It's past my larynx in my larynx. <laughs> Jessica I Young know. says, I cringe every time I see that. She's so pretty. She would be so great for your portfolio. Gross. Mm-hmm. 
what I would do is I say, absolutely, $1,000, not a problem. We have what's called the half photo package. Uh, essentially, we shoot the wedding just as we would for full price. Uh, the difference is we crop all of the photos in half um, so that you get half the value of our normal clients. Uh, Aldrich Mintz wrote in, congratulate your friend for me. He wrote it like with weird things capitalized. So I thought that was the best way vocally to, you know, get into that. Mm -hmm. And he says, mm -hmm. we are a husband and wife team with 104 years of experience. Packages start at $400 for full day coverage plus video. And we pay for your honeymoon. We'd love to chat for coffee. Check out our portfolio at have not made a single dollar with photography.com. Oh my gosh. Let's buy that. Let's we got we gotta buy that URL. Yes. <laughs> with all the money we don't have. So long. Oh, this site can't be reached. Oh man. If somebody mm. buys have not made a single dollar with photography.com, you'd be my hero, whoever did it. Bryson Buer says, literally saw this in a local group the other day. So many people jumping at the chance to shoot this $900 budget wedding. People were literally saying, I don't like to charge an arm and a leg for weddings. I like to be just fair with people. Just a kidney. I only charge $100 an hour. So not only are cheap photographers saturating the market and undercutting prices, but they're actually disparaging those that charge a self-respecting price. God See, save us. Bryson, I'm sorry, but in wedding photography, there is no God. Your God has abandoned <laughs> you, Bryson. Yeah. Um, God has abandoned say, you. He's abandoned his boy. He's abandoned his boy. That's where, that's where Steve, when I see when I see stuff like this, I really want to jump in and do like, do you remember that story I told you about that, that pricing structure, that groom who called me uh, about shooting their wedding because they got hoodwinked on the photographer's pricing structure mm -hmm. where they charge an hourly rate and the bride and groom didn't realize that that didn't include anything. And then a month before the wedding was just like, Hey, here's, um, the deliverable packages. Um, I realized, you know, in our, in our haste to book, we never went over this. Uh, mm -hmm. just let me know if you want anything. Um, if not, no big deal. I still, so I still show up. I still shoot. You just don't get a damn thing. Um, yeah. And so with a wedding like this, this would be a great opportunity to, um, so yeah, I charge a hundred dollars an hour. I show up, uh, shoot it for eight hours, make 800 bucks. And then, uh, I charge a hundred dollars a digital download. Per um, picture. So let's, let's read through a few more of these replies. Christina Joy mm -hmm. Fideller? Fideller? Castro. Fiddler Castro? Fidel Castro, <laughs> Christina Joy Fideller, uh, writes, referrals like this seem great for a starting photographer. Oh, gosh. She's on this person's side, kind of. Um, but she That's says okay, she remembers booking <laughs> weddings like for less than $1,000 when she was 16 to 17 years old. And, oh, my gosh, Christina, I just want to say, you were booking weddings at 16 to 17 years old? Are you Ryan Welch? How are people booking weddings when they're still in high school? Who trusts a high schooler? Proud I was booking weddings when I was in high school, but I was DJing. I didn't make this transition to photography until you college. You were DJing. <laughs> Taylor Hershey yeah. writes, the magic is in upselling the client during coffee after getting them in the, in the door. Or beers. I find alcohol works better for the upsell. I like that. Oh, wait. Hey, there's, there's another one. 
There's another one from Morgan Roberts. Do you want to read that in your Australian accent again? Yes, I do, Steve. <laughs> Hold on, let me get the sand again. Uh, you gotta, you gotta get that real Morgan Roberts, uh, you know, tone. Give it to me. Give it to me. All right. Look, I shot my first wedding for five hundred dollars. It's the positioning of his. What gets me? Is it incentive or is it cultural? It's possibly losing its way. See, I'm already losing it. <clears throat> oh, I say, the, good chap, keep on going with this great, great comment. They're conventionally attractive, and it'd be a great for a portfolio. Yeah, I, I can't Conventionally <laughs> attractive. It'd be great for your portfolio. Uh Aldrich Mintz writes in with another one. He says, uh, I mean, another thing that gets me about this is their photographer backed out and didn't give this client a recommendation. And whoever is posting this is also a photographer that is also booked and also doesn't have half a dozen people to recommend. Which is a really, really great point to bring up. Because if you thought this was worth someone's time, you would have recommended it to somebody you know instead of posting it in some random Facebook group saying, anybody available? I've done this before. I've done this before when Jen and I have gotten contacts and it's like, well, we want to help the people, but we don't know anybody who would shoot this for $500 or whatever, so we'll just post to a random Facebook group and see what people say. <laughs> and by Jen and I do that, I mean I do that. I don't think Jen's ever done that. Yeah. I'm so a terrible I actually, person. So I actually saw this actual post that um that christopher is referencing and uh, i commented on the actual post saying that actually i'm the photographer that let them go as a couple because they weren't that attractive mm -hmm. <laughs> they didn't meet wow. our standards wow they really let themselves go since the engagement session wow um, so we're letting them back out into the wild wow Wow. Uh, Alan Bailward says this happens constantly in my local wedding groups. It's a, am I still allowed to cuss? Mm -hmm. Fucking feeding frenzy. Whenever someone posts and if the budget is 1500 or 2500 or 1000, there are still 50 to 100 comments about how I can fit in your budget. Please check out my site. Oh, and Peter Foot writes, and this one's kind of depressing. Can I read this one? It's depressing. Mm -hmm. Are you ready to be depressed? I love depressing. It's where the industry is heading. Photography is easy now. Good photography isn't, but most brides can't tell the difference. I've taken massive hits to say booked here in Australia. Wow. Mm. Wow, Peter, thanks. I mean, you did oh, earlier shoot. say sorry, sorry. you shot iPhone photos that the bride Time liked out. just as Time much out. as your photos. That was, that was Australian. I forgot. I do say... It's where the industry is heading, chaps. Photography is easy now. Good photography isn't. But most brides can't tell the difference. I'm taking massive hits to stay booked here in Australia. Good day, There's mate. There's an Australian guy that smokes? It is. All guys smoke. <laughs> all guys smoke. <laughs> yeah. All right. Glad we got that cleared up. Yeah. Still keeping this one short tonight? Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did, were there any more comments you wanted to raise, read? Nope. Anything? 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 I want anything? to talk about Devin Rowland. Devin Rowland. Does she have an accent? What What accent does the DC area have? It's uh, it's sort of uppity with a little bit of uh, hipster. Okay. Yeah. Give me your best Trump. Go for it. 
That's Trump. That's <laughs> no, like a, Joe, you don't do that to Devin. That's like a New York City. Oh my gosh, I forgot about this question. Oh, this question. Come on, Dustin, give it, give it. Come on. Devin Rollin from our very own Facebook group ask the following: What would you do if you were walked if you walked into a house? to start wedding party prep photos and saw a swastika framed and displayed on the wall. A friend of mine just shot her first wedding, and that was exactly what happened to her. The family said it was brought back by Grandpa, who was an American soldier in World War II, who took it off a German soldier. So it was a family history thing. She was so shocked by seeing it that she just didn't really know what to do. And because it was her first wedding, she didn't know if or how she could leave or back out. Devin, your friend shot a Nazi wedding. <laughs> I just want to say it. Nobody's like, mm, I came back from the war and I, I found this Nazi thing. No, your your friend was a Nazi who came to America in hiding and then pretended to have fought in the war. Mm-hmm. Oh, shoot. I just said your friend several times. The wedding your friend was shooting was Nazis. Mm-hmm. It was it was a Nazi wedding. You just said Devin's friend's a Nazi. Oh, yep. my gosh. Oh, yep. shoot. Alienated one of our best listeners of the show. <laughs> okay. Good to see. see well, I can edit you. this. I can edit this and fix it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> We're live. Dustin, you're a Nazi. Did you hear how I edited it? It worked. <laughs> you're so fast. Like real world editing. Oh, Devin, I'm sorry your friend Dustin McKibben is a Nazi. <laughs> oh, making Nazi jokes. Stephen Van Elk, everyone. Um, ja. Devin. Devin. Golly. Gavin, Devin. What what would I do if I was in that situation? Man. man ja, man. what would you do? <laughs> would you heil your Hitler? <laughs> would you heil your Hitler, Dustin? I would probably walk into the house and I'd be like, oh my gosh, I have the same one in my living room. And uh, just kind of see what the response is. And if they don't run you out of there, then you need to run out of there. (laughs) (laughs) Or you could play it in a different way and just say like, oh, I feel like I saw pictures of something like one of those over the concentration camps that my great grandfather was in. And then just slowly back out of the room. Wow. Really? Really? Went that's dark, that's went how you apply real it? fast. Yeah. I thought we were going to do like some mind fewer jokes, but no, you just you decided to just bring it all down. Bring it all down. Yeah, I don't think there's anything to do except get out of there. That's woof. 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 Like, I understand, like, if you fought in a war and you wanted to bring back something that reminded you of, like, the 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 good, great things you did in the war. But like, was that Irish? But like, the good, great things you did in the war shouldn't be like, like, like who who wants to like, like what what's a, what's a step up from this? A step up from this is like, 
this is the ear of a Nazi. I cut it off after I killed him. <laughs> like, you know, like there's something wrong with like being He'll like. You'll never mm. hear the end of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. and people say I do the puns on this. <laughs> people say I do the puns. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, like, people are like, oh, it's a family history thing. Like, he took it off a German... Like, but you're still, like, saying, like, this is somebody my grandpa killed, and I'm displaying it in my house. And, like, that's still, like, an icky thing. Like, like, I I don't know if we can get, like, this point across, but my feelings about war are yuck. With a side of yum. Nope. No yum. Just all yuck. And, uh... You know, like, like people, 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 I'm broken. People, I'm please, sorry. Sir. I'm so broken. I'm broken. I'm broken. I'm broken. I'm broken. We need to take him out and we need to wipe him off and put him back in. Have you tried turning me off and on again? <laughs> this is referencing like a CD, Steven. Hey, I'm back. Where are we? People, 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 people die in war. Like. It feels weird to celebrate that your your grandpa killed people in a war. Um, I don't get that. I don't get that. I'm I'm sure some people do get that. I don't get that. Like even even Nazi people. Like I don't I don't get like I wouldn't want to celebrate killing people. Like that's just me. 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 This makes me uncomfortable. Why did we do this question? I'm so uncomfortable right now. <laughs> and I love it. I love Steve and an uncomfortable That's world. That's going to do it for us this week here on the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast. Thanks for listening. If you love the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to connect, best. we're at Wedding Photo Hangover on Instagram. Dustin, my man, my man. is at Dustin underscore McKibben. If you, and I'm at Stephen Van Elk. We have an awesome Facebook group. You should join it. Just search for Wedding Hangover on Facebook. If you want more content, head over to Patreon by going to patreon.com slash WPH. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. That's right, good chops. Next week after you shoot another Australian wedding. Dustin On style. the other side of the pond. Yeah. Ah. Mm. So what are you up to, Steve? What have you been up to? Just, you know, finding ways to make fun of Morgan Roberts more in this podcast, mm-hmm. do things that mm-hmm. would piss him off. Dustin, was it good? Was it happening? What? Sorry. Was, Blacked what, out what, for a second. My was anger. it good? Was it happening? How you doing? Uh, I'm uh, finishing season six of Bosch tonight. So that that's happening. Mm. Boshing um, it up. But other than that, uh, we have our first wedding post-pandemic. Uh, because I don't know if you've got the memo, Steve, pandemic's over. Trump defeated it. It's done. Really? For because, like, Indiana. I seem to remember him. And we're just going to give it away. Yeah. We're recording this after Mother's Day. We're, we're late on the record and late on the release. Um, today, Trump ran away from two women who asked him questions about the pandemic because he was so scared. So I'm going to cut all that out more than likely. But yeah, mm. let's let's take that. So you're watching Bosch. You got a wedding coming up. How are how you feeling about that wedding, buddy? Uh, I don't know, man. I got to get back into the swing of it. I'm, uh, I need to need to give the bride a call tomorrow and kind of go so over everything. So that's how you and Corinne keep the sex life going, swinging. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We built a swing set in the backyard. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> more of that great pun work out of Dustin that everyone loves. It's just it's just a cheap low swing set, guys. Don't get excited. Cheap um, low puns. Don't get excited. But yeah. And then we have uh, another wedding uh, two weeks after that. So we're getting, you know, back to full. And then one two weeks after that. And then one three weeks after that. So <laughs> it's a busy summer. Busy our, summer. Our summer is like, basically, we have that one wedding I booked in June. We have another one in July. And then one in August that's hanging on. And like our other ones in August have all canceled. Our other ones in June and July have all canceled. Um, by canceled, I just mean rescheduled. We're um, very fortunate in that we're available for their rescheduled dates, and a lot of them are rescheduling on dates that would not normally be picked by people. So we're we're in a very fortunate position. Um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and that's great for us. Uh, but yeah, it's it's man, it's gonna be a rough summer. It's gonna be a rough summer. Hopefully, we yeah. get some of that PPP money. You know what I'm saying. So did you uh, do the math, do all the equations to figure out how much of that PPP money you could get without having to pay any of it back? I don't know how much we could get without having to pay any of it back. I know how much we could get, and I'm just going to be honest, I feel kind of uncomfortable sharing that on the podcast. So, I talked to a fellow wedding vendor who finally got unemployment this week. And uh, he was mildly excited that he was now receiving $1,600 a week in unemployment. $1,600 a week? Yes. Wow. That's extremely good to be getting from unemployment because that means he's getting $1,000 a week normally plus the $600 on top of it. So this friend of yours must be making a shit ton of money. I guess. I don't know. I need to revisit the unemployment thing. So, Dustin, the way unemployment works, um, I don't know if you know this, but I had to apply for unemployment earlier in my life um, because I was in the workforce during the recession. And my company that I worked for, my first job out of college, was bought by Comcast, and they fired everyone. It was fantastic. Can I paint this picture for you, Dustin? This beautiful, mm-hmm. wonderful picture. Paint it, baby. <clears throat> Jen and I are dating. I okay. propose to her while I'm like substitute teaching, don't have like a job in my field yet. Get hired like a month later to do what I love, which is like shooting, writing, shooting, editing commercials um, for like a company that does like regional commercials. I start working for that company. Um, fast forward from there, that was like January, Jen and I got engaged in December, August comes. So that's eight months later. That's when, uh, Jen and I get married. Jen and I get married. We go on our honeymoon. Delightful, delightful. You know, we go to a beautiful city in Mexico. We have a great time together and, uh, come back from that and, that Thursday is my birthday. After that honeymoon, I go out drinking with all my friends. It's a great time, you know, just just the most wonderful time of my life. The next day, I have to wake up early for work because, you know, I didn't ask for the day off after work. I'd just been on my honeymoon, right? You know, 
go go into work and first thing first thing in the morning is uh they call a big meeting with everybody at work and just let us all know um we have one week left at the company and then the everyone's getting laid off because comcast bought the company and they don't want any out anyone anyone at all so that's that's kind of like how jen and i's marriage starts if you can believe that 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 tremendous situation to be in i love it mm-hmm. but so it all then, ended with happy ending yeah. yeah i mean we're still married so very happy so then uh, I have to go through the process of applying for unemployment. So anybody out there who's had to apply for unemployment right now, um, this is this is why we're including this in the episode because it might be relevant to you. Uh, in the state of Indiana, when you apply for unemployment, you can still like do freelance work and like side jobs and stuff like that. The only thing is you have to report all the money you make. So I apply for unemployment. I get it. I have it for... I forget how long it's like 30 weeks or something like that. And then, um, actually I don't think it was for 30 weeks. I think it was like a set amount of money I would get through unemployment based on all the work I'd done in the past, like working at factories throughout college and like during the summertime and spring break and stuff. And then like working for this company after I got out of college. But anyway, the point is you work until you can't anymore. Then you apply for unemployment then if you uh, apply for unemployment, you can still work on your own, on the side, freelance, whatever you want to call it. And you just report the amount of money you get while you're working on the side. And then that money is basically subtracted from the amount of unemployment you get for that week. So I was doing like video projects on the side. And however much money I was charging for my video projects would get subtracted from the amount of unemployment I make, which is kind of a raw deal if you know anything about taxes, because like, when you get unemployment, they take taxes out of it, you know, but when you're mm-hmm. working for yourself, you have to like put aside basically 33% of the money you make for your own taxes. It, it's rough, roughly comes out to almost like a third of what you make just should be set aside for taxes. Right. So you're actually, even though you might make the same amount of money working on your own as you would make from unemployment, you're actually going to end up making less money because of taxes so it's kind of a raw deal but you uh you report the amount of money you make and then you get less money for that week from your unemployment because you made money that week by working but then the like dollar amount of money you have that you would make from unemployment gets stretched for a longer period of time so let's say like you're getting a thousand dollars a week from unemployment you know so you make five hundred dollars now, instead of like you just losing out on that five hundred dollars that week, what ends up happening is like you have a set amount of money. So then, at the end of your like unemployment time, you have like another five hundred dollars, you know, because you never got that during the initial time. Because the government wants you to be able to work, and they want you to work and like do freelance stuff and all that. So like they're not going to penalize you for it, even though you kind of are penalized because of the way taxes work and everything. But so that's that's just a little insight into unemployment. And also, if you do do freelance work and you don't report that money, you can get in trouble, possibly face jail time. And like there, there's, you know, rep- repercussions that come from that. Um, so do report all the money you make right now if you're doing real estate photography, if you're doing, uh, you know, if you're able to work but like not shoot weddings, but you could do like family sessions or something, report all that money that you make. It's very important, gotcha. but also like, just know that like, 
even though you're kind of getting screwed on like the tax side of things, like you will get unemployment for a longer period of time as a result of that. So it kind of works gotcha. out in the end, but doesn't really. And also the thing with unemployment, at least as it's being done in Indiana, you get a certain amount of money every single week, and then you get $600 from the federal government because you're unemployed, you're self-employed and unemployed on top of whatever money the state of Indiana gives you. So when you see like a dollar sign amount in your unemployment that says like you've been greenlit for, I don't know, let's say $10,000 because of unemployment, right? And you're thinking, well, I'm getting $1,000 a week and that's like six or $400 from your unemployment plus $600 on top of that for like what the federal government is giving you. So that's only going to last me for 10 weeks because I'm getting $1,000 a week. Uh, the way Indiana's doing it, I don't know how other states are doing it, but the way Indiana's doing it is that $10,000 means that $400 a week that you get is counted against the amount of money you get from your unemployment, like your total money. But the $600 you get from the federal gov go federal government isn't counted against that $10,000. So you think like, I'm making $1,000 a week, I only have 10 weeks of unemployment. But the truth is you have a lot longer than that because you're only making $400 a week from your unemployment from the state of Indiana. And the other 600 comes from elsewhere. So your mm. unemployment will last longer than 10 weeks. So that's, that's just like a little unemployment news stuff and how that works. Um, fascinating none of that i'm not i'm not an accountant i'm not a cpa uh i don't work for the irs so like this is not like you know hand in the bible this is all going to be true in the end but um just something to keep in mind talk to your accountants about this it is mm -hmm. very very important jen has spent like all day on the phone with our accountant and with the bank for like the pvp loan stuff so Get it done. Keep keep yourself sane. Keep yourself getting some sort of money coming in, whether it's from the government or from, if you can, from clients. I know it's really Paddle. hard because a lot of clients don't want to do work, but yeah. Pedal drugs on the street. Whatever you got to do. You know, <laughs> drug money is good money, man. You just got to launder it, right? Bring mm -hmm. that cash in. Stick it in your walls. You know what I'm saying? Everyone uh, loves a good cash wall. Yeah. It's a, doesn't... What other, what other, what movies, what TV show, what, what good stuff, anything else, anything else from you? Uh, what should the people be doing? What should they watch be checking Sonic. out? We watch Sonic. We watch Sonic. Mm -hmm. Hey, I watched an earlier version of Sonic called Hop with my children. <laughs> it's where James mm -hmm. Marsden becomes friends with the Easter Bunny, another animated fictional character that James Marsden gets to interact with that has superpowers because they're an animal. Wait, what? What is going on now? James Marsden has a history of acting alongside CGI characters. That's all I'm saying. Oh, is Hop a real movie? Hop is a real movie where he, like, Russell Brandt plays, like, the Easter Bunny's son called E.B. And <laughs> now Sonic exists where Sonic is played by uh, Ben Schwartz, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. dude, Dustin, have you watched Middle Edition Schwartz on Netflix? No. Two things I've watched this week with Jen. Middle Edition Schwartz. Mm -hmm. Incredibly what funny. Is that? It's uh, three episodes long, and it's they do like improv comedy together, and they just improv okay. stuff. Episode three is about photography, and it's amazing. So they just like ask the crowd. It's like long-form improv, and they ask the crowd for like stuff. First episode is about weddings, also amazing. 
and they like okay. improv like their way through a wedding. Second episode's about law school. They improv their way through that. It's not as good because it's not as relatable for me as a wedding photographer. Weddings and photography, much more relatable for me, right? Third one is all about photography, and it's it's spectacular. But uh, if, if you like improv at all, you should check it out because it, it had Jen and I laughing like the whole time through both episodes. It's a little NSFW, so if you got kids, don't watch it around them. Hmm. I'll have to check it out tomorrow. But it's really funny. Uh, Middle Ditch, uh, Thomas Middle Ditch from um, Social. No, not Social. Uh, what's it called? Uh, HBO uh, show that you love, Silicon Valley. Mm. Middle Ditch. That's that's Middle Ditch. He's uh, he, who's the, ma- the main guy from Silicon Valley. The main man. Yeah. Yeah. And then Ben Schwartz is a. Uh, he's the worst. From Parks and Rec, you know, like the guy who's always like singing and doing weird stuff and just like completely and totally out of it. He's never, friends with Aziz and Sorry's character. Oh man, Parks and Rec. Ben Schwartz is amazing. Good. It got real weird because I went to a little bonfire the other night, uh, and everyone was talking about Parks and Rec and... from six feet apart. Yeah, and the flames were burning never... the coronavirus out of the air anyway. But yeah, and I know nothing about Parks and Rec. It's good, dude. It's so good. The whole joke is like they live in a fictional place called Pawnee, and like uh, Pawnee is Muncie, well, Indiana, I know that where much. I went to college. Yes. But it's like flipped upside down on the map, um, and then they make fun of Muncie the whole time. Which, as somebody who went to college in Muncie, Indiana, and then lived there for several years afterwards, is is very funny to me when they would make fun of Muncie because I also felt like Muncie was terrible. Right. Yeah. It's a good but show, man. Muncie. It's Indiana centric. They go to Indianapolis. I know. They, I'll they love get the cold. You should watch it, bud. You should watch it. Is it on Netflix? I don't know. It'll be on Peacock. That's where it's going to be, Peacock, when Peacock comes out. You going to Peacock? Huh? 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 Mm-hmm. You got Comcast mm-hmm. over there? You got Comcast? You're going to get that Peacock if you got that Comcast. You get it for free? I think it comes with your subscription. I'm not 100% certain, though. Dustin, we should say goodnight because we still got to record. Steven doesn't save the world. Dot com. Good night, bud. Good night, Steve. Put him in a dirty gym sock and beat me with him. Oh, yeah. Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Woo-wee.